0: You're listening to Faith FM, the breakfast show with Blake Lawson and Shell, all in different places all around the world. And Mm -hmm. we are loving hearing from you right now on Faith FM. So please text us at 0491-064-669. If you'd like to share some thoughts on the show and share what's happening in your hometown as well, too. We've got people listening from all over the place. People listening all over the world, actually, as well, too. Now Lawson, we're we're just kind of cruising through our quiz. Mm. Uh, just see if you can give us some more quiz action.
1: Yeah, a lot of people have been struggling with this one. We've got a lot of incorrect answers. Here we go. I charged Jesus under oath to tell us if he was the Christ, the Son of God. If you know who this is. 0491 064 669. Of course, there have been lots of people who have written in answers that have been incorrect. We're now down into the 200 points, so this has gotten easier and easier, but it's been, it's been a pretty difficult one so far. But again, that number is 0491 064 669. If you get it correct, you'll go into the draw, which will be drawn on Friday to win the amazing Conflict of the Ages box set. We want to enable you to be your own theologian. And we're going to be able to do that by giving you these amazing Bible commentaries that span the entirety of biblical history. So 0491 064 669 is the number to call or text. We'll give that to you for free.
0: Talking about text messages, I've got some text messages, but I actually want to just hear uh, the thoughts on whether you guys enjoy these on-location uh radio interviews and on location experiences. So we have a we have an opportunity in the future with uh, some of the technology that we have and we're improving all the time I think as well too to have some uh on location mission trip uh reporting live from these places and to get some interviews with people who are on the mission trip live action happening right in the moment and this is where we've had Ben, we've had Levi, we've had Kyle, we've had uh, all sorts of people, Stephen, all sorts of people coming and sharing over the last few days as well too. And I just want to see if you like these, then we'll keep doing them, you know, and let us know. Uh, mm. Give us, give us some feedback if uh, if the sound quality is okay, if it's working. Uh, we have a whole bunch of exciting things for the year planned, but I just want to hear what your thoughts are on that. So Texas mm. at oh four nine one. Oh, six, four, six, six, nine. Also, we have a big camp coming up, which is like a a conglomerate of tons of Christians coming together. I think there's almost like two and a half thousand who -hmm. gathered together there at Stewart's point. I believe that's in the middle of April and we're going to be reporting live from big camp. And we would love to actually have some of our listeners stop by and say, Hi. While we're reporting uh, live and broadcasting live from Big Camp, it's been a journey. We've we've really started to be able to have the opportunity to just do radio from all over the world, all around the world. And this uh, this trip to Finland has been a real blessing, just to see so many young people in uh, in the church who are actively involved, working and serving and spreading the gospel. As we heard earlier from Ben Forbes. Sharing the love, sharing some massages with random fins and getting the health message out there, letting people know that God has a plan for them in the Bible to live a happy, healthy, abundant life. You know, Mm -hmm. Jesus says, I want to give you the abundant life. And so part of that is taking care of our health and our nutrition and our bodies, the temples that God has given us. Now, i have got a few text messages here. Lawson, are you ready for these?
1: I'm ready to hear them.
0: Here's the first one from Wayne. All right. Good morning, brothers. Blessings, team. As I was driving this morning, I was thinking of God's law in blue. It made me think Satan counteracts God's God's plans. Now, just pause there real quick. Yesterday, we had a whole kind of little Bible study on the sapphire stones, the, the original Ten Commandments being written on the sapphire stones uh, from underneath where the throne of God is, which is mm-hmm. why... The sky is blue to remind us of obedience to God's laws. Just to give a little reference to this text message, we're talking about why is sky blue? To remind us of the color that reminds us of obedience to the Ten Commandments, to the law of God. Anyway, the text message continues. It made me think Satan counteracts God's plans. Satan also has put his blue laws forward. Blue laws are enforced in parts of the United States and Canada as well as some European countries. That's actually true, particularly in Austria, Germany, Switzerland, and Norway, keeping most stores closed on Sundays. Sunday rest has been approved in a lot of countries. It's just a matter of time before it is enforced all over the world as worshiping the beast. The gospel is serious for serious minds and serious hearts. We are in a serious time. Is everyone prepared like the five wise virgins Mm. for the bridegroom? Is there more we could be doing? Have a great day. God bless. Thanks, Wayne. You know, that's actually really true. I, I didn't actually think about that, but Sunday laws, like, so essentially laws enforcing rest upon Sunday are called blue laws in the United States, as well as other countries around the world. And it is interesting that they're called blue laws because... They're in reference to Sabbath rest, but according to the Bible, according to the scriptures, and according to Jesus himself, the Sabbath day is not Sunday, but Mm. Saturday, from Friday night sundown to Saturday night sundown. Mm. It's just interesting that we have these, what I would consider very controversial, blue laws enforcing a Sunday rest, Mm. whereas God's law says, no, 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 no. The Sabbath day is from Friday night sundown to Saturday night sundown. And this mm-hmm. is the day of rest that honors me with true worship. So uh, Janelle, she texts in as well too. I don't think that's the right answer, actually, Janelle. No, uh, close. I think they're possibly related, but that's not the right answer. Wayne, sorry, man, not the right answer either. Got another text message here. The birth plane, the birth pains of the earth are growing stronger. I pray those in the Middle East, Mm. I pray for those in the Middle East. This is just the beginning of what Jesus said would happen in end times. Come Lord, come and gather to you who you love Mm. and love you. Wow. Yeah. Good, good point. Freco, thanks for texting that in. It is, it's pretty crazy. All the things that are happening all around the world. It's, it's, eye-opening, to say the least. James, I think you got the answer correct. You know, great work uh, on that. George uh, texts in, and says, pray for those suffering the effects of the earthquake in Turkey. God bless this morning program to be a great witness around the world. Mm. Actually, George, I just want to pray for them right now. So let's just have a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we just want to uplift our brothers and our sisters in both Northern Syria and southern Turkey, who have been impacted negatively by the pain and suffering that these earthquakes have caused. Lord, we pray for those who are physically suffering right now from the cold, from the elements, and from the difficulties of these earthquakes. We also pray for the families who have lost loved ones. We pray for uh, all of the emergency services that are being sent from all over the world. Please uh, give aid to them by sending your ministering angels to keep those who are uh, trapped under the rubble safe and warm and help miracles to happen to bring these people out of these difficult times uh, at this time of earth's history in jesus name we pray amen Mm, thanks george for that reminder Uh, we got a text message here uh, from caitlin she says I am loving these on location live interviews. Ooh, thank you, Caitlin, with some little clap hand emojis. Love the, the little hands uh, clapping. So thanks, Caitlin, for texting that in. Uh, Brett, you also just got the answer correct as well. Too. Mm. I know I'm not, I don't know for how many points that was for, but you definitely got the answer correctly.
1: Mm. Look, we could, we could do some on location interviews from Toronto in my house. We could. We could interview my dad. I could interview my my stepmom. You know, there's, there's heaps of people we could interview here. We could A lot of opportunity happening The dog in Toronto. out in the back. How do you feel about the Chinese spy balloon? And then it'll be like, woof, woof, you know. We've got <laughs> lots, lots of people in Toronto to talk to. <laughs> Excellent stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Lawson, for uh, the
0: opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for Toronto Insights. You're listening to the breakfast show. Contact us on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. All right, Lawson. We're we're gonna keep going here and we have it is now time for our Encounter with God Bible study, the twenty million movement Bible study. Karen has just texted us as well too. Sorry, Karen. Unfortunately, that is actually not the correct answer, but you did a good job texting in. I would have thought, honestly, with some of the answers, I actually thought it was that person as well, too. Uh, I had a little a little moment there where I thought that could be the person, but keep thinking. Who could it be? I wonder. Let's jump into our Bible study, Lawson. We are going through the 20 million movement Bible study La- uh, just yesterday. We talked about Noah and kind of some big changes in his life that when he decided to follow God's word and to trust in the Lord, his his life completely changed. But now we're going to move forward to uh, my guy, Abram. So before Abraham, there was Abram. Same guy, different mm. names, less syllables. God actually called Abram to leave his homeland and his kinfolk to go to a land that he would show him. And so then we have, from that point, the bloodline of the Messiah beginning. Now, the details aren't perfectly given, that's true, but Abram essentially leaves the land of his birth in the early years, and then, even though the decision is not an easy decision by any means, he gives up some of his earthly pleasure and the conveniences of. To do it. So I was wondering, can you read for us John or not John Genesis? Sorry. Genesis chapter twelve, verses one to three, Lawson.
1: Absolutely. The Bible says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who bless you who curse you and in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. There's a little quote here
0: uh, from a book from the conflict of the ages series, actually page 126 there. And it says Abraham's unquestioning obedience is one of the most striking evidences of faith to be found in all the Bible. Hebrews 11, eight says by faith, Abraham, Abraham, obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. So I just want to talk about this for a minute here. Sometimes God's word, God's instruction for our lives, sends us to places that we would never have even imagined. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm actually – I want to go back. We, This kind of all started here. I'm in Finland now. That's true. But this actually – the concept of this idea goes back to when you went to Ethiopia with Pastor Lyle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you remember that time?
1: Yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. Do, we, do you remember the time
0: that, that you almost got married to an Ethiopian?
1: Yes. I remember that time where marriage was put on the table, but not only marriage, the promise of land – cars cattle you know job it was it was all there
0: you had it all man you had I, it all i Ethiopia. almost had
1: it all and A dream in, in the words of the youth today i fumbled the bag it was it was right there in front of me and i i fumbled it you know i i had i you know my whole future was play, was mapped out before me yeah
0: yeah, couldn't, uh, couldn't handle the pressure in Ethiopia there on That's that right. mission trip. Now, how I couldn't long handle the pressure.
1: Say? I also couldn't handle the food, and I was sick for nine months afterwards. Actually, <laughs> I think it, I think it was the water. It was the water that got me. I brushed my teeth with the water and literally threw up for nine months.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, I guess a bride is not worth that. Yep. Though, you know, some would argue that getting a bride would make uh, that could lead a getting married could lead a bride to throw up for nine months as well too oh, with morning. Papers.
1: I was not pregnant. That's so funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. So that's not what
0: happened. Is what you're but saying? That
1: that is not what took place. Uh, but yeah, I think it was a really amazing time to to go over to Ethiopia, and we we went over there on a preaching trip. Uh, we were speaking in the city of Hawasa, which is the second biggest city of Ethiopia. And I think it it was so interesting because all the churches around the city had planned to run these evangelistic meetings to share the gospel. And now the context of Christianity within Ethiopia, you've got the Ethiopian Orthodox Church, which is like the biggest religion church in Ethiopia and essentially dates all the way back to the Ethiopian eunuch of Acts chapter 8 or 9, I believe it is that uh, gets the gospel preached to him by Philip, comes back to Ethiopia with the message of Jesus and starts the Ethiopian Orthodox Church there. And they're actually a Sabbath-keeping church all the way up until, I believe, the 17th or 18th century when then Catholicism came over. So they, they had kept the Sabbath as instructed by the early Christians for thousands of years. But um, you have Ethiopian Orthodox, Orthodox, you have Catholicism, and you have... Islam, which makes up, I believe those three make up about 90% of religion within right. Ethiopia. And then the next right. 10% is, you know, Protestantism, evangelicalism, and then eventually Seventh Adventism. Now, when we were there, we had advertised that these meetings were running all over the city and all these different churches. And as a response to that, uh, there were lots of like, name and claim prosperity gospel churches that decided to run counter meetings. So we were running these meetings and they were like, we're going to run meetings as well so that people don't go to those meetings. We're going to run meetings and we're going to tell people and I I talked to some people from these churches. They're like, oh yeah, all people have to do is come to us and pay us 50 bucks and then we'll baptize them. You know, that's 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 how we're going to run the show. Whereas we wow. were there and we were we were preaching truth. We were preaching from the Bible. And it was particularly interesting. I think the most powerful night that took place was I was preaching. I forget what topic I was preaching about. But I think it's interesting when you're in a different country and you're not from that country, you automatically just become more bold in what you're saying because it's like, you know, I can get out of here after I'm done. And I stand up the front and uh I started preaching and I started to say, You know, there's a lot of pastors I heard about in this city who are running these meetings as well as our meetings, and uh, they're running them, telling people that all you have to do is pay them, and then they'll baptize you, and you can be saved. Uh, All you have to do is pay these pastors. All you have to do is give them your money. But me, I paid money to be here. I, I am not rich. I am a poor student from Australia, and I paid Like, I emptied my bank account for a plane ticket to come to Ethiopia and to tell you guys the truth of God's word. And I believe that was the most powerful night. That was a night where we had just scores of people walking up to the front, accepting and and wanting to be baptized, including. So, I was part of this region. I was preaching at this regional church that was kind of out on the outskirts of the city, but all of the rural people came to. So, there was like. 600, 700 people who are coming to my meetings each night. Up the road, a group of people had split off from the church, the Seventh day Adventist church there, and had started their own prosperity gospel church. And they were running their own counter meetings and we can hear their music and everything going crazy up the road. 15 of those people, the people who split off, the people who left the Adventist church, and had gone, no, we're going to run our own prosperity gospel church and try and make money from religion. They right. came to the meetings that night and they decided to be re baptized and rejoin the church. Uh, Praise God. Which was amazing. And again, it was in response to, and I'm not, like, God had provided me provisions to go over to Ethiopia 100%. Like, I was there um, with what God had provided me. And I can't take any credit for, oh, look at me. I'm, I'm so amazing. But the message of, hey, it's it's god who wants us who wants to provide for us not just so that we can be rich in this life but because we have things to do that are of heavenly importance when when people heard that message they were touched and they were convicted and they responded and essentially we see abram here having the same experience he is rich he is wealthy in the land of mesopotamia but when god comes to him and his message is through you I will bless the whole world, Abraham thinks he considers and he says, that is worth giving up everything for.
0: Absolutely. He lives a kind of a a vagrant life almost in in tents. He, He could have had mansions. He could have built houses, but he chooses to live in tents to sojourn where the Lord leads him to go.
1: You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different.
0: You're listening to Faith FM, the breakfast show with Lawson, with Shell, with Blake, all in different countries, all at the same time, all happening live right here in Australia. With we, you know, Lawson, we've been going through this Bible study and I, I love the story about Ethiopia, man. That's some wild stuff. But before we continue that, we need another clue from you for our quiz.
1: Okay, final clue, 100 points. Maybe you've been waiting for us to whittle down our answers until this point so you could have an easy shot at at least one clue entry for 100 points. Here we go. I was the high priest at the time of Jesus' crucifixion, and my name begins with a C. So, if you know the answer to that one... (coughs) Sorry, 0491 Of course, our amazing prize for this week is the Conflict of the Ages series, where you can read about the story and you can read about this person. 0491 Again, that clue was, I was the high priest at the time of Jesus' crucifixion, and my name begins with a C.
0: Interesting. All right. Now, we also want to just uh, shout out some of our listeners. We got a text message that was basically asking to, to give one of the questions of the day. Now, we have Lyle doing that at 5 p.m. Uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time, which is an unknown time in Finland here. I have no idea what time that would be. Actually, my, my biological clock is all over the place right now.
1: It'd be, it'd be the, like tomorrow morning.
0: Yeah. Well, Thursdays in Australia at 5pm Australian right. Eastern Standard Time, Thursdays, you will be able to hear Pastor Lyle Southwell answer your questions of the day. So if you have questions about the Bible, questions about history, questions about the context of the scriptures, send those in to Pastor Lyle and he'll answer them on the Swell Shell Show. And we are
1: encouraging you to ask him the most difficult questions. Like what Ever. the most difficult left field out there, like whatever you have to say. Not even left it.
0: field. Get them all the way from the bleachers hmm. off the playing field. Yep. Just wild, wild stuff. Lyle loves those kind of questions. And we we just want to give you the opportunity to still have those questions of the day answered at 5 p.m. on Thursdays with Pastor uh lyle southwell now i'm going to read to you from hebrews chapter 11 verses 8 to 13 but i'm going to read to you in a little bit of a different reading accent that i sometimes use when we're reading uh in our family worship at home i read in a little accent sometimes so i hope that's okay but this is hebrews chapter 11 verses 8 to 13 for our bible study by faith abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he had which he would receive as an inheritance and he went out not knowing where he was going and by faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob the heirs with him of the same promise for he waited for the city which was which has foundations which whose builder and maker is God by faith Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead, there there was born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable in the sand which is by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confess that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Now, the reason I read that mm. is Abram, who later on becomes Abraham, he is promised this promised land, the, mm. the beautiful land that he's going to go to for him and his descendants who shall number the, the stars in the sky, the sands of the sea. However, the issue with all of that. He never actually realizes that promise and neither does his son Isaac or his grandson Jacob and yet they all remain faithful to God anyway.
1: Mm.
0: I think what's important here and the lesson is trying to point out here and, and let's let's think about this the overarching theme is economy and finance for the whole quarter. What mm-hmm. what do we need to do with our money? Mm-hmm. I was reading the book of Ruth just recently thinking about transactional history of of the bible thinking about the purpose between the purpose for economies the purpose for finances and really it's for connection god gives us two ways that we can experience the joys of life the happiness of life the 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 kind of the good things number one he gives us family and marriage right so he gives us uh, opportunities to build relationships with our family and our friends that are just it's a it's a wonderful thing that actually does make us happy and draws us closer to one another to build that connection right but another way that he does provide and and you can go through the bible and see these whereas what a wise man can do to achieve this satisfaction is also the ability to make money or to be Successful financially as well too. So it's not a, it's not a sin to be successful financially. You look at Abraham; he was one of the wealthiest men in all the land mm. at the time. You know. You look at uh, when you when you look at Jacob's life as well too, and Isaac as well too. Like all three of these uh, forefathers of the of the faith, they were actually quite wealthy individuals. Not uh, and it wasn't a bad thing to be wealthy. It was actually a blessing. And so God gives us the opportunity, the ability, the capacity to make money, and also to build these uh, relationships through family. And it's all about connection. God creates us as social creatures to have these social connections. And it's interesting that through our finances, Abram, and who becomes Abraham as well, too, he also develops relationships with people in the land all around Mm. as well that he goes to. And there's this amazing statement that I just heard recently. It's not always good to go into business with friends, but it is good to make friends with those you go into business with. Mm. (laughs) And I just thought, oh, that's, that's actually kind of wise. You know, like you want to be careful to not like, just jump into business with all your friends, like just keep your friends, your friends, and do your business on the side. But doing business can lead to strong friendships and connections when those businesses, when those finances are run in a way that build healthy connections. And God essentially talks to Abraham and he puts them out there and he says, hey, I want you to make a major life-changing decision And follow me without ever really knowing where you're going to go, but trust that I have a plan for you and your children and your grandchildren and your grandchildren's children. And when we think about faith and when we think about finances and and those connections in our own lives, I guess the point that I'm trying to draw out of all of this, make God first. No matter what happens in your life, if you put God first and foremost and the focus of your life, you will have a vastly more satisfying experience from day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year, decade to decade, if you make God first. God wants you to have those connections, God wants you to trust in Him. And he wants to take you from the barren lands of Ur and Mesopotamia to the promised land where you can live with him for eternity.
1: You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different.
0: That is Savior Like a Shepherd Lead Us by the Norton Hall Band here on Faith FM, The Breakfast Show. It doesn't serve you literal food, but spiritual food every morning, Monday to Friday. And we want to share with you some, we got a few more text messages that uh, that have come in as well, too. And I just want to do a recap of the quiz here in a minute. But first, we're going to read these text messages. George sends in, Amen to your prayer, Brother Blake. Thank you, George. And praise our all-knowing, all-seeing, everlasting Father, god may he send his spirit down more than ever great story lawson as well too so uh and three prayer hands as well too going on uh it's a it it is good uh to get that feedback there george and we do want to keep praying for our brothers and sisters in syria and turkey uh who are suffering right now with this uh the terrible tragedy that's taken place julia you've texted and you've gotten the answer correct janelle that is correct uh good work and another text message somehow even as difficult is it as difficult it is for us to understand amongst tragedy god's name will be glorified amen i agree with that as well too you know it, we live in a war zone uh a spiritual war zone and whether you know it or not we have all been enlisted in this battle and so we have to make a decision on whose side we will fight will we uh, fight on the side of the enemy, or will we fight on the side of the Lord, the Lord mm. God, our creator? Mm. Now, Lawson, I'm thinking about an enemy of the Lord, and I'm thinking about the quiz.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I I, I want to reveal the answer to you and just read something wild uh, about him in Scripture. Now, the answer to the quiz for today was Caiaphas, who was the high priest during the time that Jesus was crucified as we read. But interestingly, the first clue says I prophesy that it was better for one man to die for for the people, the Jews, than that the whole nation should perish. Now I'm like, I was thinking, wait, Caiaphas, this like evil terrible person prophesied? Let's read what the Bible has to say in John chapter 11 It says, and one of them Caiaphas being high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor do you consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people, and not that the whole nation should perish. Now this he did not say on his own authority, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation, and not for that nation only, but also that he would gather together in one... The children of God who were scattered abroad. So, John's commentary on this scenario, on this situation, is that Caiaphas unwillingly, unknowingly prophesied the truth. You know, he was trying to come from the perspective of like, oh, we need to kill Jesus so that our system of doing things doesn't fall apart. But actually, at that point, being high priest, and you got you got to think too, like, before Jesus died the probation for the Jewish nation was still open. You know, they they still had the ability to come back to God. And I believe that God was speaking through Caiaphas. And I think it's just a really interesting example of the passage that we see where, where Jesus says, Though you will prophesy in my name and cast out demons in my name, yet I will say, I did not know you. Now, it's interesting, I've heard some people interpret that verse as, oh, you know, when Jesus is saying, I don't know, it's people who did fake prophecies, it's people who did fake casting out of demons. No, 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 no. I believe that the prophecies and the casting out of demons that Jesus is mentioning is real. At one point, God was working in the hearts and the minds of these people to do amazing works through them, and he was trying to reach them. But eventually, these people made their choice. And we see that Caiaphas, in killing Jesus, and we don't see an account afterwards of Caiaphas ever repenting either. So we see that though Caiaphas had all ability to stand up, especially as high priest, to, to follow to follow God, to follow Jesus, to accept Jesus as the Messiah, um, and even God was prophes- prophesying through him the truth of Jesus' Messiahship and the fact that he would die for the world, Despite this, uh, Caiaphas would reject Jesus, would reject God, would be instrumental in having Jesus killed. And as a result, you know he has denied God, so God will deny him. And I think for me, I'm like, man, let us not also be in the same position. Let us follow God today and for the rest of Earth's history.
0: We've come to the end of the show, The Breakfast Show, with Lawson, with Shell, and with Blake. It's our final little rant here before the end of the show, the beginning of the day. I just hope you have a really great day today, by the way. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, just know that I'm wishing you a great day from Finland.
1: Oh, man, I thought thought you were talking to me then, but but not really. Well, no, you too. Have a good day. Okay, I I hope everyone has a good day too.
0: Right before that, until then, talk faith, live faith, act faith. You will grow strong in Jesus Christ. See you tomorrow. God be
1: with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again.
0: Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.